Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 23 of Work Life 360. Today we're going to be talking all about our weaknesses, oh boy, and talk about how to review your goals that you set at the beginning of the year. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for continuing to listen to Rod and I. Um, again, today is going to be all about reviewing our weaknesses and, and talking about how do we how do we review our year and really prepare ourselves to finish the year strong. Uh, Rhonda, how you doing? Doing wonderful. I had a really busy 4th of July and extra day to kind of reset and actually dive into um, my inner thoughts with our action item. But excited to talk about it. I'm curious what shows up for both of us. Yeah. Yeah, we had a long vacation. I was off all last week. We went out to uh, an island in Lake Erie called Putin Bay where... You can bring your car over there, but there's no parking for cars. It's all golf carts. So we rented a golf cart and tooled up and down the island and um, learned about the history of the island. It actually has some some pretty significant history, and it was great. And uh, then we went down to another lake down here in Kentucky for the weekend for 4th of July, and we saw probably the biggest, I know it's my biggest, personal fireworks display ever. Um this guy apparently every year he had a he had a live band. He probably had close to two hundred people. Um, he like his property is on the lake and it's kind of a penins- peninsula. Mm-hmm. And he had the band on the peninsula. He had you can tell they were I'm I'm guessing they were smoking pigs because they had great big huge smokers and um, he had a laser light show and then he had this fireworks display and this display was amazing (laughs) i for for when i found out that this wasn't professionally done that this was like this own this guy (laughs) did all the computerized you know it was all computerized but did it all himself like he didn't hire anybody it was pretty impressive uh so at the end we're we're sitting in a boat probably 150 yards away and all of a sudden it was getting I mean, the show's been going on for a good 30 minutes, and the music wow. stopped, everything kind of stopped, and then they started playing Fireball. It's like, Fireball! You know, it, it, it's a song. It's a kind of popular song for, for my generation. And and so people were kind of, you know, starting the boats up and getting ready to leave, and all of a sudden, there was a giant fireball that erupted from the peninsula where the fireworks were. And we thought at first, like, oh my gosh, like, did something go wrong, you know? And then they were the band was still playing that you know the fireball song. So come to find out that that was part of the show was for him to this. I mean, it mushroom clouded and everything. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. And again, we we're a hunt. We we're about 150 yards away, and we felt the heat mm-hmm. from this fireball hit us. And it was like, 
holy cow it was impressive that i don't know how he did it kudos to him but uh that was probably the highlight of our our fourth of july right there was was watching those fireworks go off wow that's spectacular when you said fireball my brain immediately went to fireball whiskey yeah (laughs) you're playing some type of game with whiskey we went down to tucson and went camping and hiking and in the middle of monsoon season now, so there hadn't really been any rain. And of course, when we decide to go, the rainstorms come and a dust storm, and we were actually on one of the peaks there. Um, when I happened to notice it, our cell phone alarms started going off, so we hightailed it back down. But yeah, and before you you mentioned, you know, before we started recording here, that that you you experienced a boob. Yes. That is so funny. It's um. painful. <laughs> but we could watch it coming across the flatlands and it was pretty incredible to watch um watch it coming and then of course the further we proceeded down the mountain i was able to take a breath because i was a little nervous there as soon as we got back to the jeep the rain started and then when we got in our tent pretty much all night long so we took a little in a little water, but that was kind of fun. That made it a little special. Sure, something you'll never forget. So yeah. you were on the mountain when when the sandstorm came through. Yeah, we could see it approaching. It was close enough that I knew that we better hightail it down. So, so how long did this? How long did the sandstorm last? Oh, it was pretty quick. It was like three minutes. Okay. Um, so today's about our weaknesses. You know, something that a lot of people don't like to admit or talk about or be vulnerable about but um without knowing your weaknesses you don't know how to grow you know uh so with with the homework and identifying your weaknesses what did you find out a lot of my energy transfers from work into home so i'll find that the energy that I have when I'm excited about something at work or, you know, you and I talking and speaking with our listeners, like I have a hard time shutting that off. So my brain focuses on work a lot at a high speed. So it's sometimes hard for me to be present when I get home. So that's something I've really been intentionally working on mindfully because it's kind of hard for me. Yeah, I know. So my, my biggest weakness, and it's something that if anybody knows me to any extent, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely his weakness, is is I am way too competitive with myself. Um, I set goals that are often, some would say, unachievable. <laughs> um, and then I hold myself to those goals and I, I then I create undue stress and undue anxiety mm-hmm. around those goals because, you know, I'm challenging myself. I'm competitive with, with myself. So if I'm not hitting these milestones, hitting these goals, then I, I challenge my self-worth. I challenge my self-talk. And and it takes me down a spiral of, you know, just negativity. You know, even if it's not work-related, take work out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that all-or-nothing mentality that, um, in fact, my wife pointed this out to me. <laughs> uh once I start something, I I can't finish it, or I, I can't just like put press pause and come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so chores, like you know, we, we're down at the farm, and when I go to cut grass and I turn on the tractor, like it doesn't get turned off until all the grass is cut. And then maybe since the tractor's on, I'm gonna do some grading, and then I'm gonna do some raking, and mm-hmm. 
and it just it's all or nothing and then if i can't do something um you know we were going to plan a trip and you know we wanted to go overseas and you know it was going to be a special trip for my wife and i and you know we got to talking and it wasn't going to work so now i'm just like i don't want to do any of it like let's just let's just not go so it's that all or nothing mentality that is is dangerous and i'm becoming more aware of it mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day I'm, I'm i'll be laying there and say okay what what could i have paused mm-hmm. oh you know what i i could have paused cutting the grass on tuesdays because that's the day i cut the grass and i could have done it on thursday it's not going to hurt anything so you could have pressed pause on that um mm-hmm. right and then as far as challenging myself and being competitive with myself is What's the fear of losing? Like, what am I gonna? What am I gonna lose? Is somebody gonna come and take, take my house away? No. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm nothing. Nobody's hurt. You're gonna be okay. And just understanding that yes, it's good to be competitive, but too much can, can cause negative self-talk. So that those are my two um, weaknesses. And and anybody that this isn't earth shattering you heard it here first kind of news but um something that i am working on things that we see as strengths sometimes if we become pretty obsessed um, in that space then it can backfire on us right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you're saying you're very competitive with yourself yes so it's a feeling within you not coming from someone else so it's an internal drive because yep. it's not necessarily something that somebody's saying Bruce you have to have x y and z done by today or else so it's an internal yep, yep. 100% when did you first notice this how old are you uh so I'm 30 38 now probably probably when I was 24 I noticed that like you know when I was you know I, I use the word the phrase slinging freight when I was slinging freight uh you know, my goals were the company that the goals of the company had set mm-hmm. were were much lower than what my goals were. Um, and then when I started falling, when I would fall short of those goals, is when I would like notice it coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And and my wife would always say like, what you know, what what does the company want you to do? Well, they only want me to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're happy with that. Yeah, that that would be fantastic if I just did that. So then what's the problem? Well, but the problem is, is my goal is this. On the flip side, um, it kept me at that higher level, mm-hmm. right? It it did it the long term of looking forward, um, at least in my thought. I was able to get out of freight brokerage and be financially comfortable and stable mm-hmm. to allow myself to do other things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So it, it paid off, but what was the cost? Yes. You know, you had a lot of you put a lot of internal pressure on yourself. Oh yeah, because I know the people who do that for a living, the hours involved and the stress is unbelievable, and then over time leads to burnout. It's, yeah, I, I think I I think I experienced probably burnout at least a dozen times. Where in your life did that show up? Was it job related, or was you know you also had as a kid that was kind of. Um, innocent and maybe you weren't so aware of it and then it translated into you know your profession that I don't I would have to do a lot of thinking on I think so both my parents were in the military you know we moved around a lot 
not I mean about every eight years not mm-hmm. we weren't on the four-year rotation but um you know I played competitive sports at a high level um you know my my dad was really hard on me with sports uh you know after a game there would always I could I could have scored 19 goals you know in hockey and mm-hmm. uh there would always be something that I did wrong right mm-hmm. and so it's always pushing the envelope like yes you did good but you still could have done this right mm-hmm. so um always aiming to please that's kind of what I was thinking I'm like of some part of your childhood where that was drilled into you whether it was consciously or unconsciously and particularly for boys and in sports that's very very common mm-hmm. um, when I'm looking at my true weakness in terms of emotions or my mental health, it's my inability to take compliments very well. Like I am not comfortable physically. So you're saying your drive to be successful and you, you felt all these emotions. My emotions show up more so when somebody compliments me because that just wasn't part of my childhood. Um, I mean, it's really, really hard to do. And I think that mindfulness which we've talked about before really helps and noticing when you're um, pushing yourself too hard or feeling uncomfortable when somebody says something nice it's so hard to change those brain connections that have been established in our childhood and it takes some conscious effort and I'm curious now because you're in a different position do you still feel that creeping up or are you able to calm that perfectionism down a little bit with the help of your coach or therapist or whoever you work with. Yeah, so I've, I have come full circle, um, you know, being a coach myself and having a coach. And, like, it is something that I never even knew about, you know, when I was slinging freight, right? It was just all I knew was freight, 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 you know, got to make, got to move the loads, got to get the freight, got to get the customers, right? Um, at whatever the cost. Yeah. You know, like just get get it done, get it. You know, um, now, oh my gosh, like making, you know, that we say smart goals, right? But mm-hmm. really identifying, okay, what do I need to do on a daily basis to reach that goal, right? Mm-hmm. So really, you know, we've talked about goal setting and vision and time management, but all of that stuff correlates together. Mm-hmm. It all does, and it all starts with a schedule. So now at the end of the day, right, so I, I look where I can hit pause, but then I also look, okay, did I do all of the things that I know that I should be doing mm-hmm. to hit my goal? Regardless of the results, did you put in the activity? If the answer is yes, then you know that you're on your way to, to achieving your goal. You know, there's so much there that um, I wasn't privy to before becoming a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I share this with anybody. I, I wish that I would have known to what I know now while I was a broker. Yeah, it sounds like you've really zoned in on improving your self-awareness, you know, and focusing mm-hmm. your attention every day deliberately. And by doing that, you've provided some insight into your day-to-day performance and you can identify all the things that you've tackled and then have a little time to reflect on where you can improve or how things went. And um, I think that helps people motivate themselves to get up the next day and to move forward in a healthy way yeah you know when you don't break things down to a smaller 
achievable vision of what you value for that day, it's really easy to get lost and not see the beauty of all the accomplishments during the day. And then when you get up and you continuously do that and and are not aware and mindful of how each day goes, you kind of undervalue yourself and not appreciate your capabilities. And that can lead to burnout and all kinds of struggles with emotions and stress and anxiety and sleeping issues. And then obviously maybe dipping into some things to help you that aren't so helpful. Mm-hmm. So the Bruce of today, what's that feel like, like a physical feeling versus before? Because I envision while you're saying this to me as a broker, it's high energy, go, 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 go. And now it sounds like you have more of a balanced lifestyle that allows you to keep your emotions and energy levels in check. Yeah, so it's it, it's still a go, I'm still go, go, go. Mm-hmm. It's just... Like I know, like I, I've clearly defined what I have to do each day. Mm-hmm. Then I just execute, right? And so that it's like a big, a big part of responsibility has been taken off my chest because I already know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not shooting a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting a sniper rifle, right? I know exactly where I'm going. Where brokers. And I can speak for brokers all across the country. They're shooting shotguns. If they hone in and, and condense that that shotgun approach into a sniper approach, they'll be a lot happier. They'll be able to see where they're going versus just throwing bubble gum against a wall and see what sticks. Right? That's that's the approach that every broker that I've talked to and, and worked with that that that's been their approach. And I still have a lot of all or nothing. I still set high goals um but with those high goals i then know what i need to do to achieve those high goals um Mm -hmm. than there was before be interested to see if you had to play broker for a day or a month how you would make (laughs) out (laughs) i i i would would imagine you would tackle it very differently because you have resources now oh my gosh it would be it would be a game changer um i don't i I've been approached several times um, to to get back in the freight industry, and uh, it's it was a passion of mine, and I've I've lost that passion, and mm-hmm. I, I really love helping others to, you know, find their way to be successful at freight brokers. Just speaking personally from my perspective, honestly, can say this: I've never had a job ever that I did not enjoy. I just had. Some- such a messy personal life like work was my escape and I always found joy in whatever it was that I did and I wasn't competitive but I just brought joy into whatever position I had so when I often speak to people who will say oh I only do this for a living and then you turn the table on them and say well if it weren't for you laying the groundwork this business would not be here we all play a role regardless of what our job is and no job is more important than the other if we just give our best effort each one of us are doing something that contributes to each other's success and we learned that during the pandemics particularly in the supply chain industry like we are all connected so I think the more that we 
value our job for what it is, you know, and pay attention to how we're feeling in that job. If we're not feeling connected for whatever reason it is to do some self-analysis and examine why it is that, say, you're in the sales department and you're not feeling it and you're stressed out. Why is that? And look for other opportunities. You mentioned Bruce running around in circles and throwing things on the wall. If you don't know what Mm -hmm. you're doing, I can't even imagine. How are you supposed to thrive in that type of environment if you don't have the skills? For everyone, if you have the skills or maybe you're too skilled and you're bored, those things are important to examine so that you can have some joy in your work life, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it all comes down to, you know, run your race. I know we, we talked about this, you know, a couple episodes back, but but I want to I wanna shift gears real quick and, and, and kind of get into a, a goal-setting piece. Um, you know, in the, one of our early episodes, we talked about how to set courageous goals. Um, hopefully you've listened to it and, you know, you're, you've written them down, you know, you're, you're practicing the, the steps... One of those is, is check in with yourself, right? So here we are, it's, it's beginning of July. It's We're right in the middle of the year. It's halftime, right? Um, look look back, yeah, look, look back on the first half in relation to your goals. Are you on track? Are you ahead of your goals? Are you falling short? Where are you right now as it stands to your goals? So I'm using sports analogies here, so it's halftime. You know, it, are you ahead of the game or are you down? You know, where are you in relations to your goals that you set back in December? Now, with goals, July comes around and we're like, oh, yeah, where's that piece of paper? I wrote those down somewhere. <laughs> um, and they're at the bottom of a stack of papers. I want everybody to pull out that drawer and look at the bottom for your goals. Okay, pull them out because I know that's where they're at and revisit them. We're going into the third quarter. Where are you going to go? Like, what's your game plan? What tweaks do you need to make to your game plan to come out in the second half stronger than the first half? Bounce back. Yeah. What if you're behind? Gosh, what 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 went wrong? And write it down, and then guess what? Put that in your schedule. Put time to do that thing in your schedule. Final step is to. Just really stay consistent and always wanting to grow, right? So if you're in transportation, you're a freight broker, read transport topics, read that, be the expert. If you're in insurance sales, become current on the current insurance laws. You can kind of almost tie that into our talk about our strengths and weaknesses. If you find that you're falling behind the game, you know, maybe there's a weakness there that you haven't really identified. And I would also add to this, I'm assuming this would be a great action item. Um, note, while you're doing this self-analysis of what the past six months has been like, when you're being reflective, maybe of certain months or maybe of certain times you were ahead or behind, what does that feel like? How do you feel? looking back and then the days where you blew it out of the water you were so successful try to envision that day and in your mind's eye recall what that energy felt like because there's an energy with success and failure and the more you learn to tap into that energy within you 
the more apt you'll be to have that self-talk as needed to keep you from dropping back in the future. Really being reflective is really, really helpful in all aspects of our life. And life's a continuum. We're going to have those days, those energy levels that are they're going to be higher or lower. Maybe you feel ashamed or frustrated or have the blues or maybe days you were so excited and had the opportunity to showcase your best self and and what was happening that day and how did that feel the more we pay attention to that the more success we're going to have in all aspects of our life and achieving whatever goals we've set for ourselves. so let's turn that into an action item let's do it so review your goals identify what weaknesses you had in the first half and just be self-aware about them so review your goals take them out of the the bottom shelf of your drawer (laughs) Review them, see where you're at, right? Give yourself a true analysis and then identify what weaknesses there were in that first half and what it's going to take to correct those weaknesses. Love it. Yeah. And also note, maybe in a different color, that's going to feel. Mm, yeah. Like what's, what is, what is it going to feel like when you like? correct that weakness? Picture that. And that maybe can be your extra little sparkle to shine the second half of the year. Great. Awesome. Well, guys, this concludes episode 23 of Work Life 360. We're glad you joined us. Take care and be well. Be well, everybody. Thanks for joining. That wraps up this episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.